वेलकम टू फेस्टिवल्स ऑफ इंडिया द लेटेस्ट सीरीज इन रसोई के रहस्य आई एम योर होस्ट पायल कपूर जॉइन मी एज आई एम्पार्क ऑन अ जर्नी अक्रॉस द कंट्री टू सेलिब्रेट फेस्टिवल्स ओकेजन्स ट्रेडिशंस एंड फूड आवर गेस्ट्स ऑन द शो आर पीपल फ्रॉम डिवर्स बैकग्राउंड्स लिविंग एंड शेयरिंग their journeys and memories with us namaskar rasoi ke rahasya ke festivals of india mein aap sabka ek baar fir se swagat hai february hai mahina valentines ka everyone is celebrating love in some form or the other तो मुझे लगा वाई शुडन रसोई के रहस्य ऑल्सो पिकअप समथिंग टू सेलिब्रेट सम लव टू सेलिब्रेट एंड द जॉय ऑफ गिविंग एंड शेयरिंग इन दिस सीजन दिस बींग द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ फेब्रवरी वी थॉट वी हैव टू सेलिब्रेट लव हाउ एंड विथ हू यू सी सून एन ऑफ My guests today are a duo who are partners in various ways. Partners in crime, are friends and many more things. What they are, they will tell you themselves. Let me introduce to you my first guest, Aarti Ramani Sen. Aarti, welcome to Rasal Ke Rahasya. Thank you Payal it's so good to be back here and yes really absolutely it's wonderful to have you back and in case people uh, don't remember her matlab aapne uska episode nahi suna hai please jaake suniye episode number 5 mein pasand panchmi there are many stories and fabulous recipes from arti my next guest is her partner in crime like i already mentioned and he is someone very special without wasting any more time let me introduce to you adve sen adve welcome to my show hi thank you so much for having me now aap koi socha hoga ki what is this what is this all about in any case so adve and arti have a wonderful bond a bond of cooking together a bond of doing many things together like arti herself says that adva is one little part of her that's out there doing things quite like how she would do them let me come to adva and ask him adva i believe you're this fabulous cook who loves not just to innovate but to cook and feed everybody is that true Uh, I don't know about fabulous cook, but I am trying to learn from my mother and trying to become a better cook. Fabulous! So there it is. Atwa is Arti's son, and he is all of forty. And like I said, I know he's a fabulous cook because I've seen all the things he does. So you have to take my word for it. And uh, when did you start cooking, Atwa? Where this? Whole thing of cooking is coming from. Where is it all coming from? Why don't you tell us? 
my passion for cooking really took root in i think about 7 years ago when i was 7 but i really started cooking on my own only around age 10 okay and what was it like at age 7 what was the curiosity what is it that drew you into the kitchen at age 7 people want to only sit and eat all the fabulous things that mom cooks in the kitchen or everything that is available off the shelf so why the kitchen um so all my life i have been very attached to my mother i've always like followed her around and always noticed whatever she is doing mm-hmm. and i always used to see her coming out of the kitchen with these big platters of food every sunday when we used to sit at the dining table in the living room and all eat lunch together mm-hmm. and that just there was this curiosity inside me that grew and grew and i just had to know exactly what was happening in the kitchen and what was the source of all that delicious food that sounds really interesting so curiosity to go into the kitchen and not just pick what was cooked but to look at what was happening that's truly interesting aarti So yes what was your what was your uh, entire reaction to your 7 year old saying that he wanted to do things in the kitchen or um you know his curiosity how did you go about uh, abetting this I think I was very excited to see his interest in the kitchen because it was all about like you said it was always a partnership with between me and my kids so i w- i would be as excited to play with them and i loved it when they reciprocated and wanted to be as excited in something that i loved doing mm-hmm. so when he wanted to start out in the kitchen one day when i was making chicken curry he said mama i want to make mm-hmm. so he was given a stool on which he had to stand because he couldn't see the kadai or the uh, gas stuff Yes. And uh, then uh, we started with you know I uh, telling him that this is jeera now you put this now you put that then he took a ladle and started stirring mm-hmm. and that was his initiation into cooking So no fear no worry my 7 year old at the gas stove on the cooktop with hot stuff with everything that could splash Aarti Not really uh, because I just felt that uh, while we teach them cooking and mm-hmm. while there is a danger like you mentioned in terms of if you throw in something into very hot oil it can splatter mm-hmm. or the child can touch their arm to the kadai if not careful i think it's very important to also tell them how to ward off these risks True. you know from the beginning if you teach them the right way to do it then there is no risk and then a freak accident can happen anytime with anyone right absolutely but other than that when you tell them that okay this is how you put the masala in this is where you hold the ladle this is how you hold the karchi then they also grow up knowing the right way to go about it atvay what did it feel like at you know standing on top of that stool and having your mom guide you to this uh, you know through this process of uh, making chicken curry what was the first thought so despite my role in the making of the chicken curry being very very small just adding a few already measured ingredients and stirring the pot every few minutes it made me feel so proud that i have had some part in making this delicious chicken curry 
and it made me feel so excited to keep learning so that one day i could make the curry for my mother without her having to tell me every single step and out here pile what i would want to add is that when the chicken curry was brought onto the table mm-hmm. and every single member of the family said oh my god this is so delicious <laughs> i mean this little child was just beaming it was like you know his that extra touch made the whole difference and i think that is what is important for a child right they want absolutely. to absolutely and at the end of the day uh, adhay like you said it was just a matter of putting pre-measured ingredients into it if you know um uh, that's how things you know what are chefs all about at the end of the day they're just looking at a uh, prefabricated recipe and just putting everything in a masala it does all the work and they come stir and go away <laughs> so so you were you were you were right there uh, you know waiting for uh, great things to come your way so uh, yeah. after that now you said age 10 is when you actually started cooking uh on your own so between age 7 and age 10 what was the uh you know work in the background that was going on now uh adwai can go first and aarti that you can tell me what was the prep like sure so after the chicken curry i was hooked on cooking i just couldn't stop so i started making the atta for rotis i started gundo in the atta and slowly anything that needed to be cut i would slowly uh, cut all of those vegetables uh-huh. um my mother bought me a like a dull plastic knife <laughs> and i would struggle and cut all of the vegetables with the knife okay that would have been quite an art on its own trying to cut vegetables with a plastic yeah. dull knife yeah that was a skill i think very few people have as it is <laughs> yeah and uh, like even things like uh, the atta that he was talking about mm. gundoing it and getting it to the correct consistency mm. and then he always wanted to roll out a puri or a roti wow and i learned a round puri or roti quite late in life right so so it was like okay fine i was very confident ye to abhi sare maps banenge kya farak padta hai <laughs> <laughs> but this kid just rolled it out perfect into a perfect circle wow he's so gosh he's very observant of what one is doing in the kitchen so even when he would be around me he constantly keep watching me as to what is she doing what is she so when i was teaching him even if i looked at it as that i'm passing on something to a small child hmm. he's already absorbed the nuances previously looking at what i'm doing correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's how it uh, progressed and slowly there there would be two rotis he would make for me every time we made rotis One. and when they got better then he would make puris and stuff like that i think that's that's um, uh, something that uh, you know after all the years of cooking every woman's dream is to get the round <laughs> roti i tell you the number of your people asking me uh, in our groups about how can i make a round roti atwa you just nailed it right from the word go so i think that was a lot of heartache and a lot of questions that uh, didn't need to be answered at all so yeah please, and i think adwa has become every woman's dream now correct <laughs> <laughs> रोटी गोल बन जाती है पूरी गोल बन जाती है तो यू हैव इट नेल्ड डाउन 
just so accurately i think bahisab is all details you know <laughs> we can manage yeah. any of it so the rotis um, you continued making rotis and uh, kneading of dough became better and better because uh, truly i think your roti cannot turn out right if you can't turn right if the dough is not correct and uh, sabzi cutting was happening uh what else was happening at that so slowly as i started to grow more confident in my ability to make edible food <laughs> i started to pick up on my mother's other hobby which was baking so gotcha. i started making cupcakes and whenever my mother would make cupcake batter i would want to spoon a little of it into some mini cupcake molds and make my own little cupcakes right and i think cupcakes was actually the first thing i made on my own at around age 9 or 10 wonderful and and uh, so the batter was made by mom and you made uh, the cupcake you, you uh, ladled it in and made it or did you make the batter on your own as well um when i started out my mother would make most like she'd measure out all the ingredients right. and mix them all and then just give me like a spatula and tell me to mix the flour and right. tell me how to add the milk and what to do hmm. and then uh then slowly slowly i started making the batter on my own i started finding my own recipes and trying my own things how did that feel up it felt really really nice that i could uh, come out of the kitchen and give my mother something that she used to do every day for us every day there would be a fresh hot meal on the table right. and the fact that i could give my mother some of that like just be able to sit and have a meal come to you so wonderful what that what if i be really good what a wonderful thing to do because it's about that you know the sense of pride and the sense of actually contributing i think that's what's more important than anything else to think that um that you've contributed to the meal that is sitting at the table you've contributed to everybody relishing and enjoying every morsel that is being picked up off that isn't it and i think that is the joy of food and eating together right you don't Take really up. see whether the vegetable was cut evenly or the roti was perfectly round or, or the cupcake is iced properly it's right. just the fact that everyone has contributed to that meal and we are sitting down together as a family and everyone's played a role in it including the people who eat and appreciate it Absolutely. and that's what bonds you at a very basic level that's so true so true because it's i think uh, one of the most basic uh, you know need of of any human being is sustenance um whether it is sustenance in the form of food whether it is sustenance in the form of um you know companionship love whatever it is something that sustains the body and the soul that's what i think life's truly truly all about isn't it yes and also i think anything which is made by someone for hmm. another person I don't think you can put a value to it anymore. It's just Ekdam. so priceless. Ekdam, so so absolutely true. So as I then ten cupcakes happened and uh, uh, slowly slowly the emerging Advai started emerging and uh, after that what happened? After, after that th- I think uh, my mother is prompting me from the side. <laughs> It's uh, it was the first cake I ever made. So I think it was my mother's birthday. and she had left the house to go do something so uh, my father's mother and father were 
had been visiting us at that point mm. so my grandmother helped me make a cake and bake it and ice it so that my mother could have a birthday cake <laughs> we had to clean coming home to your birthday cake made by uh, atvay and he uh, helped with uh, his grandmother oh i can't even i don't think i have words to express the joy that is there one it was heart shaped Aww. and it was it was just so perfect in every which i'm sure there are much better tasting cakes but that was like the best cake for me even adway makes better cakes now but i'll still never forget that cake you know absolutely and and after all you know the whole maka dil and all that pehli jo roti banayi thi aur pehli roti jo todi thi all those things it any case are just so tangled up in the heart strings that you can't do anything about it but keep going no, back and and also i have a second son who used to give me grapes with tomato sauce that was his idea of cooking <laughs> so so adve was like this genius in front of him father had it feel i have doing doing things differently from your brother i've been the youngest in the family it felt like the one thing that i could actually do better than my brothers in you can well imagine so were you were you um uh, did did they have things to say to you about you uh, you know in the kitchen cooking baking whatever it is or were they supportive because they got lovely things to eat how was it no one really said anything as long as there was food coming to their plates <laughs> a very clear cut who does it how you do it i don't care as long as there's something delicious to eat on my plate right absolutely so uh arti what was the teaching process what was what was going on in the background as uh, you know adwai was developing his uh, love for cooking and uh, you know his passion he's already admitted that he wanted to be like his mom um so what was mom doing in the background to help this cause like i've said uh, before for me food is very special in the sense of sharing it right it is very important for me to uh, partake with others and uh, when adwai started cooking and i saw the same passion in him hmm. that is he wasn't cooking to learn a skill just for himself right he was cooking to feed his family or his friends he was cooking out of a place of love and that was very thrilling for me because he's like an extension of me and i could just see that same passion being passed down and i think there's no greater pride than that right absolutely so true so true so how did you help him hone his skills uh because the easiest things like we discussed are you know when somebody starts cooking the easiest thing is to use uh, ready ingredients let's say cheese and yes um all the other things so sugars and all of that that that's the tasty yes. stuff so how did yes. that happen so initially even here it was more of cupcakes and desserts and uh, anything made with a lot of cheese on top of it and slowly i started steering him towards other foods which mm. are nutritious also which kind of give you an essence of what cooking is really about how you treat the ingredients mm. what is special about the way you treat the ingredients and the final outcome and also for me there was never any fear or anything in the kitchen as far as adwe was concerned mm. it was more i needed to just give him a free hand 
so when he started out on his own at the age of 9 or 10 and i was quite sure that he knew the basics of being safe in the kitchen mm. i would step out mainly because as a person who's cooked for so many years mm. there would always be this urge to interfere if it was not done the way i did it absolutely and i think that is the biggest deterrent for most people when it comes to learning a new skill absolutely and he was given a free hand that you learn and you make your own mistakes and maybe you'll even do it better than me and i will learn something from you that's a that's a wonderful given take how did that feel like when mom left you gave you a free hand and said do what you will how did that feel it felt very it felt really good on the inside to know that like i was trusted enough to do this on my own and my mother was always like very clear cut either be safe or you will get cut you will be burned and i did get cut i did get burned but i learned don't shove your hand in the oven don't cut something in your hand yes so and um, it just sorry go on it just felt really good to be able to develop the skill on my own without having the constant interference that a lot of people will have Uh, so once when uh, the basics were in place and you know you had started moving on moving ahead and things like that uh was it have you have you done things like mom did you know cooking um certain things that she did a certain way or she cooked some things that you enjoyed as well and those were among the first things that you tried to do or did you step out and decide that you were going to create your own uh you know space in the kitchen for yourself and you were going to do your own thing and create your own creations so i have got a very stubborn streak in me which i have inherited from my mother and so initially i wanted nothing to do with her methods and what she was how she cooked i wanted to do my own thing but then slowly as i started cooking i realized that she has a lot of experience that i can learn from and there are things that she can teach me that no recipe can tell you to do so you had to keep going back and forth eventually uh, mom was the guru ultimately yeah even now that i'm more confident with cooking and i know that i can do it on my own i keep running out to the living room and asking her questions <laughs> but i'll i have also learned so much from him in this process you know hmm. because there are certain things we've done Uh, and we were not from the times of google and youtube and master chef yes. things right yes. so there's so many things we are very apprehensive to try mm. because mm. they seem very alien to us like doing the french style of cooking Absolutely. it just feels very alien to us but uh, these kids have no fear and they don't mind failing if the dish doesn't come out well it doesn't come out well but then we'll try and that has given me so much confidence to try lot of new methods lot of new recipes so you're learning you're learning in the process as well see that's the that's the bottom line i think if two people can work together you don't essentially need to be standing in the same space and working together but it's a matter of uh, some amount of coordination that goes into creating the uh, uh ultimate things so are they do uh, your mom and you cook together in the kitchen or is it uh two people and uh, two little space it's best to be one person at a time and i don't mean that uh literally <laughs> see like most 
houses in Mumbai our kitchen isn't the most giant open space it's quite a small room okay but uh, and me and my mother also don't really work and make the same dish okay. we'll always make like two pieces of a meal uh-huh. like i will make a chicken and she'll make a side that goes with it or the other way around hmm. and i think for us the way two people uh, the way we work together in a kitchen is almost like an art form a dance of its own very true that's especially that's... when there's so limited uh, counter space so you're always moving from this counter to the next <laughs> taking your cutting your vegetables here and then just picking them up and taking them over to the other side of the kitchen it's very annoying it's especially when you have to keep walking into people i'm i'm like that i'm happiest working alone in my kitchen i don't like people uh, around me i don't mind them helping me out but there are very few people that i can work with in the kitchen and in tandem which is what is very important so ati uh how does it feel you know to to have him say that you know you cook or i cook and we cook together like but in different at different times in different spaces i think it's really beautiful because uh, both of us whatever we are making comes out as a surprise partner to the main meal right and and you know each of us has our own skill set each Correct. of us is very good at one thing or the other so when it comes together the final meal is brilliant and that's what that's what matters the the wow and that's all matter. that matters the wow yes that's matter. all that matters and i i and i really love when he does it on his own because when i eat it i don't know what i'm going to eat and then when i eat it i'm like so thrilled with it and i want to learn how to do it and that gives him the ability to teach me as well which is very important because i think the better you are as a teacher the better you are as a cook absolutely and and half the joy is in that you know the joy is in learning the joy again once again uh is in sharing it's in putting things together and uh you know sharing the knowledge sharing the information and that's so exciting to think the next time that you try something that he's made has it happened yes. mom's made something that you've made atwaya and uh, um you've you've had to audit it and pass it or feel it uh i think there was at least a couple occasions where i one of the staple things that i cook very often is a uh, coffee and coconut flan and my mother once uh, she made it for someone else to gift it away to someone else for i think one of her friend's daughter's birthdays <laughs> and she didn't add enough coffee she didn't <laughs> cook the caramel enough so there was a very stark difference <laughs> and it it's uh, did it feel good saying that oh this is my signature dish you just don't know how to do it right mom Oh, it felt very good to be able to say this is mine. This is the better way I do it. You know, in the kitchen pile, we are not mother and son. We are just two people who are out there to learn from each other. Because the, also, the dynamic also compete. I'm sure there's some sense of competition somewhere also. Oh, I'm of course, sure. yes. Of course, yes. I'm sure after the flan, I must have made something where he couldn't have understood what is going on in here. <laughs> just to prove a point. but the whole point is like if you get into the dynamics of i am the parent and i am going to teach you mm. it doesn't always work you know it has to be that okay i am here as with you to learn from you and to teach you absolutely 
absolutely you have to level the playing field somewhat i mean sometimes it means uh, in in a lot of things in life you have to sometimes lower your so called standards to a point where you uh, can relate to the other person that i think is true of anything in life you can't always sit on your high horse and say it's my way or the highway it doesn't quite work like that i think you know, uh, just about and here especially what i would like to add as a mother of three boys uh, three children i mean gender irrespective mm-hmm. uh, is that you know especially with covid you've had children go through so much Absolutely. in terms of not having school not having social interactions constantly stuck to the computers if you see the rise in the cases of mental illness it's been huge Yes. And I think when you have skill sets that you help them develop at home like these mm. and you build a platform where you can be friends or you can be partners I think the communication opens up when it comes to times where they need to talk to you and they so, don't look at you as just as an authority figure but they look at you as someone who might understand and who will not uh, look at it from their generation's point of view but they will understand what i am going through and that is so important for us today to keep our children safe and happy absolutely because it it's just something that uh, like you said communication happens in the most um, you know unlikely of places and in the strangest ways it's just a matter of keeping yourself uh, aware and you know your ears open how has the covid uh, uh experience been for you at the two years to a half years almost and uh, being at home and things like that and lots of stress lots of uh, being locked away how have you coped with it how has your cooking um you know helped you uh, sort of stay sane for lack of better work here i think i am one of the few people who's actually done really well through covid and really thrived mostly because uh, my relationship with cooking and my mother is just so amazing that i always have that as like an outlet to go to whenever i'm stressed and because of covid i have always been within a walking distance of the kitchen like i could always just go to the kitchen and do something so is that a stress buster for you 100% even now during my final exams i have gone to the kitchen many times and just started cooking a meal and do you cook well when i mean you know when you're stressed is there something in particular that you think of or is it again anything that comes to your mind because uh stress release uh, you know releasing or releasing is uh something that you know people do specific things at that point in time there's either binge eating or there's a sugar uh you know craving or there's a junk craving so is there something specific that draws you into the kitchen when you're stressed and you say okay this is what i'm going to do because i'm stressed no not really any specific thing i think actually the stress just makes me want to cook and it makes me cook a lot better because <laughs> <laughs> usually i'm really uh, like uh, there is a recipe i'm very strict that i have to follow every step of the recipe but when i'm stressed i just kind of zone out and do whatever Oh, wonderful aarti how does that go uh there are two things that i want to add out here as far as covid was concerned so adve and i cooked 400 meals free meals for people during covid amazing so happy so that was a huge thing which kind of 
also kept our value system in place also gave us a chance to learn the value of food and the fact that despite such tough times we are able to eat a hot meal and uh, share that with others who are less fortunate and we have these um, uh, vegetable vendors who are muslim mm. and they were going through ramzan during that time and mm. they couldn't go back home right. so we made uh, the iftar and the seheri meals both the meals for them so we would wake up at 2 am and cook for them so that they would have a hot meal at 4 am and i think that really i was very proud of adve because for a 14 year old to get up at that hour or for 30 days of the month and amazing. do it day after day is just amazing and i think when you can feed someone and when you share food uh, it is just a very spiritually uplifting experience it is because that's what we've learned all the time i mean you know water and food are two things that uh, i think um, from from you know generations we've seen our elders do that and whether it is offering it to the fire or whether it's offering it to a cow or whether it's offering it to anybody who comes to your door water and food are two things that i think uh, truly i think the only word you can use is spiritual and it's uh, the sense of gratitude you know of of being able to understand that you have a hot meal while there are so many others over there who don't and to be able to contribute in that i think fabulous other how did that feel it felt amazing to be able to like share our love for food and share that in a way that will actually help someone's life so so wonderful i'm so it's just so wonderful to hear something like that and i'm sure our listeners are going to learn um so much i hope at least uh, you know children and parents who are uh, hesitant to take the step that you have taken so seamlessly at i'm uh, quite sure it's going to matter so now uh, we have the experience that we have Adwai at fourteen. Adwai, who's from what I see on social media, doing so, all sorts of fancy things and all sorts of fabulous things that I sit and drool over. So, uh, what is it today at this point that is your, you know, favorite thing to do? So, um, I think throughout my journey with cooking, my favorite thing is really kept changing, kept evolving. <laughs> So right now I am very into bread making and especially like Middle Eastern cuisine. So I've really been enjoying breads and the Lebanese and the Turkish food, or the artisanal kind of things. Yeah, like a rustic hot meal that everyone can just sit at the table and all enjoy together. I think uh, truly there's nothing nicer than um, these rustic kind of things. So. uh out of all this experience with bread making what's the what's the best um that you have so far turned out uh definitely my recent braided bread so i recently made the khala which is the shabat bread yes and i think i put all of my experience all my mother's experience with bread making i poured all of that into this bread and i came out really really well and how difficult was it i mean in the sense uh, i know bread making you said uh, in our conversation earlier you had mentioned that at the whole science behind the whole thing is very um, fascinating to see how things happen what the reactions are and all of that so 
how has that developed for you in terms of bread making see bread is almost a living organism because the yeast is a living breathing thing and even the flour is very fickle it's almost like an actual living breathing animal that sometimes in some conditions needs this and in other conditions will need a totally different ingredient or a totally different method mm-hmm. so it's uh, very interesting for me a science student to be able to kind of mesh the academic part of my life with this cooking part and really deep dive into all of the science and history behind the breads and there's so much to it i mean there's so amazing the the kind of breads that the only thing i remember about bread in science in school was bread mold wet a slice of bread put it into a box and wait for the moon to grow and then look at it under the microscope that's as much as i remember about bread and mold gosh look at how the world's moved aarti what do you have to say how about all this uh, wonderful bread making apart from of course partaking in it uh, what's your contribution with that So I was very fascinated with sourdough bread making and right. I learned from some of the best in the country right. and so I think that's passed on from there and the fact that uh, he has taken to bread so easily and makes such delicious bread is just amazing to me because bread is considered very difficult though the ingredients are very simple and it's just flour water and yeast but the entire process and you are just a facilitator in it right so you have to have a lot of patience when it comes to bread making as well and that is something which i've seen uh, adve develop at this stage of cooking so there are a lot of life skills he's been developing in terms of patience in terms of uh, perseverance in terms of uh, curiosity and that's been wonderful but has it how's it been okay so if if um, you try something out but it doesn't work uh what then i mean do you keep at it or do you say oh okay now this is not something i want to do or are you somebody who says i'll get this right and tabhi chhodunga uh see for me it starts in the process only so if i know i've messed up a dough or i've messed up something really badly i will kind of step away for a second give myself a second degree over the food and then first try and find a way to fix it if i can't fix it then there's nothing you can do it's a few ingredients that have gone but it's uh, such a learning opportunity uh, like people keep saying you learn from your losses hmm. so i think it's worth the little that you lose in ingredients that you lose in time to be able to know that in the future you don't do this you do a better way that's a good way of looking at it so in all this wonderful experiences of cooking what has been the, an epic fail um an epic fail has to be one of the first things i made in the new kitchen and one of the first uh, times i tried making like the dried pasta like the ready made pasta mm-hmm. and it came out terribly i forgot <laughs> to add salt pepper nothing <laughs> it was just milk and flour and pasta <laughs> tossed in there was there was there was this uh, what did you do with it <laughs> i am curious now 
Did it get we consumed all, or did it get junked or what happened? We all drenched it in like ketchup and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the some of the older boys decided that they were not feeling too good and pasta was unhealthy for them and we ordered out. <laughs> So, uh, uh, this whole thing about understanding the science, I know that uh, in our previous conversation, you've been very uh, passionate about, you know, your uh, um, entrepreneurial adventure of uh, Freshly Ground Kitchen and, uh, you know, the respect with which you treat the ingredients and uh, why you do what you do and how you do what you do. So, how has that helped Advait? How have you uh, sort of you know, um, knowingly or unknowingly held his hand through this? I think uh, when when you want to teach the next generation a particular skill set, you have to also adopt a different means or a different path by which you teach them. Like when we were younger, I think cooking was taught predominantly to girls as a means or as a passage for marriage. or as, It was never taught as a skill set for survival. It was like, who will marry you if you don't cook? Or, you know, you need to cook. But it's no longer that. It's a skill set irrespective of gender. And if today I'm going to teach Adway a khichdi or, you know, something which is very basic, Hmm. he might not be interested in it. But if I bring it down to his interest level, which would be the curiosity of how ingredients react with each other, what is the chemical reaction between things, why is a cupcake, what is the difference between baking soda and baking powder and things like that, Mm. I immediately got his attention. And when I have his attention, I can always slip a khichdi in. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Because you have to do it, you have to teach them at a plane at which they enjoy learning it and that is the whole point and it's at the end of the day it is uh, you know soul food and uh, it is it is what you eat on a day-to-day basis and uh, it's always nice to know do you does it interest you at there all the the Indian cooking or the Bengali food that mom cooks on a day-to-day basis do you have your favorites there uh, do you cook that or are you a One, specialist 100 percent. that food is like for me, it is my soul food, my comfort food. Is the uh, the traditional food that my mother makes. Like she said, just the khichri or the machhir chol. That kind of food is what makes me feel good and happy inside. Mm. Do you cook those things as well? I try, <laughs> but I'm. It's just not the same. It doesn't taste the same. The mother has to do something different, right? Right. And see, the mother has to be different and mother has to be... At the end of the day, I'm sure your mom's not telling you, you know, that little secret <laughs> ingredient and things like that. She's saying she's competitive. She's admitted it. So, yes. she's, prob- <laughs> she's probably keeping away that one very vital ingredient that, you know, that's that's a possibility. So, uh, now, uh, when you cook... Um, it's it's a full meal. Uh, like we've we've we know that both of you cook together, but different aspects of a meal. So if you have to, let's say, plan uh, a meal, a special meal that you might say for the rest of the family, uh, what would your first choice be? Um, so usually, uh, my whole process is that I will be scrolling through some social media and I'll see something that looks really tasty. 
or some recipe that I really want to try, mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of go into, I'll fall into like a rabbit hole of everything that you can learn about that recipe, about that food in like an hour. I will try and cram all of that into my brain and figure out exactly what that is supposed to be eaten with. What else have I seen that would be good with it? That could be good with it. And I will try and like mix and match and find something that will taste really good. So that depends. It's not. It's not a matter of what ingredients are available at home. I, I know of a lot of people who go. Uh, look at the fridge and say, "Okay, so this is what I have. This is what I have in the pantry. This is what I have in the fridge," and um, then decide what I want to cook. Uh, does that also happen? That also happens on some days when I, I just I'm completely lost on what to cook. I'll just go open up the fridge and see what vegetables we have, what uh, meat do we have, and I'll try and find something based on that. But uh, we are very blessed that we have a vegetable vendor and like a small kirana dukan right in our basement. So whenever I feel the urge to cook something and we don't have something that you need for it, some ingredient, there's always a very high chance that I'll just be able to walk down and get it. That's those are those are again uh, complete bonuses of uh, I think this age day and age you don't have to go far away. vegetable shopping to or, or make a list in advance to be able to do that uh this this is uh, a really um, amazingly interesting because all of us get lost aati you get lost also aaj kya banaye oh absolutely because uh, and especially when you're passionate about cooking hmm. even if it's a simple uh, dal chawal sabzi you want to do something different with that dal chawal sabzi you want to do just you want to make the tadka different or you want to treat the sabzi different cut it differently or put some different masala so uh, there are a lot of times when you're doing it we have three hot meals a day and you're doing it every single day keeping in mind what each one likes it sometimes you're lost sometimes it's like what do i make and that's when adve comes to the rescue if ever i'm lost uh, as to what i don't feel like cooking i'll suddenly find this kid in the kitchen and after half na he'll come out and he'll say mama i've cut these vegetables now you can make <laughs> and that's and you know i don't uh, i don't get angry about it i find it very inspiring and i'm like wow now i know what to make you know so uh, it just feels nice that someone's like kind of done a part of it and then you are back to square one excited and decided okay this is what i'm going to make the decision making process the basic decision making is taken out of your hands the fact that you have to sit and think ke aaj kya banana hai once that is taken out of your hands so i remember my mom was saying that all the time kya khana hai nahi pata she said nahi pata is not available in the kitchen so if you tell me yes. what you want to eat i can cook anything for you but i need to know what so most of the times मैं पूछती नहीं हूँ कि क्या खाना है अब जो बना है वो खाओगे इट इज मी माई इनग्रीडियंट एंड द किचन अभी आई हैव टू आस्क ईच पर्सन क्या खाओगे आई मीन दोपहर we have so many things happening out there the master chef and the this and the that why has it uh, you know ever interested you do you see yourself doing something like that 
I I am one of those people that can't see more than two steps into the future. <laughs> I really don't know what is going to happen in my life. All I know is that food, whatever role it plays, it will play a very integral role in my life. That is uh, such a good way to be. No more than two steps ahead. Yes, I know. Gosh, imagine looking farther ahead and not knowing what's coming your way. But I think that two steps is uh, absolutely perfect. Aarti. And also, Payal, uh, the thing is that though we are very competitive with each other, and I think as a family also we're very competitive, <laughs> but it is like in-house. And for us, food is more the passion of it. So yes. I don't think any of us have really thought about it in that sense. We just ask every day in the morning. It's like. today what are we going to make or if i'm going to make this today who can i share it with you know yeah. it's just the the love of cooking it's we just putting that the... thing together it's putting that meal deciding making that decision and getting all the things together and getting down to doing it it's that whole process that is uh, yes. invigorating and meal times are very happy times for us like uh, whether it's simple dal chawal sabzi or anda curry rice or something fancy meal times are very happy times for us because it's made with a lot of love and lot of passion and lot of uh, lot of heart and that's such a big blessing to be able to uh, appreciate what we have and to be able to you know pass that on to um, a child or uh, anybody else that whole sense of um giving and taking and receiving and all with gratitude all with happiness i think there's nothing better than um you know those values to instill in a child and one thing i want to add out here is having listened to most of your episodes especially on the regional cuisines and being inspired by all the beautiful people you've been bringing up and talking about their regions it's inspired adva and me to start uh trying traditional snack recipes so we are like one by one we're picking up snacks from different regions like what they would make for diwali or any function and we are trying to learn how to do it the traditional way like murukku and uh, other things ah uh, that's so fabulous oh gosh all that is really really i mean those are not even things growth. you played a big role in that i mean your whole uh, episodes uh, with your regional coverage has really really got us excited and uh, we're waiting to try the recipe shared from assam and we're like we've got a list now we've got okay pile has said this 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 now we have to do this before she picks <laughs> up a next episode <laughs> ah thank you so much i feel so happy because uh, i'm getting excited with every passing episode every person that i speak with and every little thing that somebody brings to me it's um the sense of excitement only builds so it makes me buy ingredients and keep them and annoy the rest of the people in my house because um i don't do anything with it very quickly i have to be in a mood but i have to have the ingredients available i don't have the luxury like i'd like to walk downstairs and get it so uh, i annoy people in my house quite a bit with it but uh, oh well we're all learning so this is really wonderful i'm so happy thank you so much for that feedback because it makes me really happy to know that i'm getting uh, motivated and i'm getting excited and the excitement is passing through um the episodes i think the people who are sharing it with me will be just as happy to know about it so um i think it's uh, wonderful and 
it's it's been such an eye opener and uh, atay it's been an absolute pleasure to hear you speak i really really hope that you uh continue to enjoy your cooking continue to grow with it and uh, maybe some day soon uh, i'm going to taste all that you're cooking and uh, enjoy it and you know be able to relish in i'm also the kind of person who likes to do the know know the you know where and how and why not and everything of things so i think it will make for a very interesting afternoon uh, so thank you so much for joining me here today and i'm sure our listeners have had a wonderful time listening to you um so thank you so much for having me on the podcast and i really hope that some day soon we can show up at your doorstep with freshly baked bread oh gosh from your mouth to your mother's ears because that's as far as we want to go right now mother's the whole driver here so two your steps. mother's listening two steps <laughs> no 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 now we don't want two steps at all now two steps is very very uh, limiting please let's not do two steps here let's look ahead of you know a little further thoda sa thoda sa so adwe it's been really interesting knowing all the things that you do and all that you've done but it's tradition here in our show where uh, you know we like our guests to share with us one favorite recipe something that they love making and uh, you know would like us to try as well what is your favorite recipe that you think uh, all our listeners should be making um a recipe that i think a lot of people should try to make and make as a group and uh, a really easy recipe that will be really fun to try is a uh, the sugar cookie recipe okay so for it you need um 4 cups of flour a third cup of cornstarch mm-hmm. 3/4 teaspoon of salt mm-hmm. a cup of unsalted butter Mm-hmm. but if you are using salted butter you can always just reduce the salt to about a half a teaspoon right a cup of sugar mm-hmm. two eggs and about a teaspoon of vanilla extract okay so you have to sift your flour cornstarch and salt all together into a large bowl mm-hmm. and you can cream the butter and sugar together with a stand mixer or with a hand mixer right then while mixing add the eggs one at a time mm-hmm. you can scrape down the sides of the bowl if it feels like too much of the mixture has stuck to the side mm-hmm. add your teaspoon of vanilla extract and mix to combine everything right then you can take a spatula and slowly pour in the flour mixture and mix until everything is well incorporated okay you then you a dough will form so you put the dough in a plastic bag or in a covered bowl and just chill it in the refrigerator so it forms up slightly mhm once it's chilled you can place it on a rolling mat or just on a slightly floured surface sprinkle with a little flour and roll out with a rolling pin okay. you can move the dough around and turn it so it doesn't stick mhm Then using a circular cookie cutter or any shape you like, cut out your cookies, take away the extra scraps and re-roll for more cookies. Right. Place on a non-stick baking sheet and bake at 375 Fahrenheit or about 190 Celsius for 12 minutes. 
Ah, okay. And so, what are these going to be? Uh, uh, are these going to be soft to the touch once they're done on top? Are they? What is? What are the you know factors that we need to keep in mind here? Tips. Um. So these cookies should turn out slightly pale golden brown, and uh, they'll smell very good. They, an aroma will waft off of them, <laughs> like a bakery, and. Uh, they'll be they'll have a slight snap to them and they'll be almost biscuity but if you prefer a softer cookie you can always just reduce the cornstarch to a quarter cup but if you want if you're using your cookies more for the shape and you want those laser sharp edges mm-hmm. you can increase the cornstarch to about a half a cup this uh, cookie dough is one of the best recipes for a beginner especially because it doesn't require chilling the dough for about an hour or so it just chills for a couple minutes in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and the dough comes together very easily it's not a very complicated process uh and uh, so when we are uh, you know using the spatula to fold in the flour uh is it are we still using the uh, cake like cut and fold or is it just blending it all together or how is it um it, it doesn't really matter if you're using a very um figured eight shape or if you're just mixing it together you're just trying to get it to come together in a, a dough in a loose right. dough it won't right. be very okay it should so, be an almost play-doh like consistency ha huh. so it has nothing to do with uh, you know we don't have to worry about the rising and the falling of uh, anything over here no, it's just, just going have to, do to it. incorporate everything together really well perfect and uh, uh sugar dusting it with sugar dusting it or anything any any special toppings um once the cookies have baked and cooled you can cover them with uh, royal icing and here is when you can really customize these cookies okay. so you could uh, you could also add extra flavorings to the dough itself you could try different extracts like an almond extract would be really good or uh, adding cinnamon or other flavorings mm-hmm. and um the topping you can do just the classic royal icing which again is a quite easy to make or you could dip them in a chocolate ganache or you can really get creative with how you're decorating these and you could try different shapes and different colors yum this sounds really good so one more question you say non stick uh baking sheet um any any specifications to that or um you know uh, can someone use uh, something else and uh, just dust or probably line the sheet or something like any that any flat baking any flat baking tray will do just line it with um line it with uh, some parchment paper mm-hmm. or you could uh, also just add a little butter and coat it with a uh, sprinkle of flour ah that's it just butter in and uh, dust it with a little flour or just line it with parchment paper yeah. and perhaps just the cover it with one the cookies won't really stick to the pan much Mm. so you don't have to prep it too much just a little bit of a thin layer of butter mm. and a sprinkling of flour all over will be enough perfect so these cookies when they come out are in any kind are i mean by your recipe are going to be you know snappy cookies they'll break and snap it won't be soft unless we modify the recipe like you've mentioned correct 
Yeah, it's all about what kind of cookies you want. The recipe is very malleable that way. It's easy to kind of change the recipe for your desired outcome. But if you follow it with one third cup of um, with one third cup of the cornstarch, you'll get quite um, you get a cookie with a bit of snap and a slightly hard cookie, not a very soft cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Those are interesting ones because the soft cookie always leaves me wondering. Uh, whether I've done something wrong, is it supposed to be like this? Is it fully cooked or not? So I think personally, I like a, a snap cookie because uh, I know it's done. It's cooked and it's fine. Yeah. Also, I find that the um, slightly harder cookies are easier to decorate as well. Because I find that some of the softer cookies, under the weight of a really heavy royal icing or a chocolate ganache, can sometimes cave in on the center, especially if you're doing kind of thick cookies. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, uh, that that's true. If you want a chewy cookie, then you have to do something totally different. And uh, I think it's always best to stick to a particular recipe, uh, at least the basic recipe, and then work around with various things. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Advai. I hope you're going to give us a, a written copy of this recipe so we can add it to our description. And people like me who forget recipes can read through them and, uh, you know, remember to get them right. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Aarti. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy listening to the two of you. Here's wishing both of you many, many, many more uh, wonderful experiments in the kitchen and uh, lots more cooking, lots more love, lots more sharing, and lots of blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you, Payal. It was. It, thank you for doing this episode because it is so special and so precious. And I hope a lot more listeners will come up with what they've cooked with their children, and they'll put it up in your comment section, and we will be able to cook them together. Absolutely, that's um, uh, totally a brilliant idea. So, ये आपने सुना आज का हमारा Valentine's episode. आपको ये episode कैसा लगा? हमें जरूर बताइएगा. ये इस तरह का जो प्यार है इस तरह का जो बंधन है अगले एपिसोड तक आपसे विदा लेती हूँ नमस्कार लाइक दिस सोच कास्ट ट्यून इन फॉर मोर विद सोच कास्ट एप फ्रॉम द गूगल प्ले स्टोर 